Today on ComTalk, we're talking about Bunbear, the bunny that believes in you. Rogue signal intercepted. Signal designation. Bees, views, and reviews. Signal host. Branson Boykin, initiating ComTalk. Hey guys, welcome to Bees, Views, and Reviews, the podcast that promotes faith-based, family-friendly comics and the creators that make them. Brought to you by Geek Devotions a show by devoted geeks devoted to letting you know that you are loved. I'm B, and today I am super excited to be talking with author A.C. Peckham and artist Stephanie Russell about their new book, Bun Bear Believes in You. Hello, guys, and welcome to the show. Hello, it's good to be here. Hello, how's it going? Awesome, awesome. All right, so um, we've got your new book out, Bun Bear Believes in You. And um, I was saying before the show, uh, I've read it to my boys as a bedtime story. My youngest has actually requested it twice. So he thoroughly enjoys the book. That's becoming one of his favorites. Before we dig too deep into the book itself, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, y'all and your background, you know, kind of uh, your testimony and what got you into writing and making art and that kind of thing. So uh, whoever wants to jump in, give us a little background about who y'all are. You want to go ahead first, Aaron? Alrighty. Alrighty. Well, I've always uh, I've always had a love for telling stories. I've been writing down stories ever since I was a little kid. Um, not all of them worth reading. Um, some some notebooks I've burned, but it's something I've always just kept at. And I actually went to to college for creative writing. And I got to spend plenty of time really working on that craft and getting better at how to tell a story, but also learning why to tell a story. My uh, senior research project was over children's literature and the impact that that children's books had on developing children's minds. And so that that's what kind of set me on the path of writing specifically children's books. Um, I, I have stories for every age that I'm working on right now that I want to tell over the course of my career, but I just had this special passion for wanting to provide something positive for young readers to get them started on a good love of reading and just also teach them good life lessons. And that's actually where I really began my writing career. My first book, John the Cyber Llama, was born out of a creative writing workshop class for my undergrad. Um, I wrote it in that class, and then it was a friend of mine who, uh, who had just started his publishing company, Iron Abros, who wound up getting that published. Then here I am two books later with Bun Bear, and it's it's just been awesome getting to share these stories that just come to me as these weird ideas of just like, Hey, what if there was a robotic llama or Hey, what if this bunny bear thing <laughs> just went around encouraging his friends and somehow I was able to spin stories out of that. And I've been able to find incredible artists like my friend M E Elroy and, and Steph here <laughs> who helped to bring these characters to life in ways that I could not have on my own. And it's it, it's been super awesome getting to work with Steph. We're we're already just bouncing off other ideas off each other. Uh, 
even in the midst of marketing this one. So I'm exci- I'm excited to see what other kinds of fun stories we might bring y'all to. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Stephanie, how about you? Well, um, with me, um, as far as, you know, getting into art and stuff, it was more just something that I began with as a kid, you know, the, you know, every little kid draws and, you know, makes scribbles and doodles all over things. But, um, right. as I got older, I noticed that, uh, it became more of like an emotional outlet kind of. So I started uh, developing it and developing it. I started enjoying making like self-autobiographical little comics, just cute little anime related things and just, you know, just having fun with it. And um, I actually went to, speaking about college, I went to um, college and got my bachelor's um, in painting. So I actually was able to get not only the digital, (laughs) thank you, not only the digital art um, background, but also, you know, just for, for fun, but also actual painting. And and that's actually helped me a lot in different aspects of, you know, doing illustration and stuff. Um, Testimony wise, you know, that actually kind of ties into uh, working with Aaron, Um, you know, I'm a believer also, you know, I was, I was saved when I was a little kid, probably about seven years old. And, uh, you know, I've gotten to know a lot of different Christian geek friends and Christian <laughs> geek, uh, you know, other people, uh, that enjoy the same things I do. And, um, you know, I really wanted to make sure that if God was leading me into art related jobs, that they were with other believers, or working on projects, you know, that were faith-based, uh, family-friendly based, that sort of thing. So, right. yeah. That's awesome. That's Thank awesome. You. Cool. Well, give me uh, the story about how the two of you started working together. Like, like this is honestly on the show, this is the first time that I've had an, an artist. Uh, artist. Who's worth Branson? This is Author, <laughs> artist, combo. Uh, normally, I either have just the writer or uh, a couple of times I've had someone who is the author and the artist. So this is the first time I've had kind of both sides of the book together in one show. What brought y'all together and made y'all decide to do a book together? So I had already kind of had the idea for this for this Bun Bear character for a little while. Um uh, but I, I didn't really think of doing a book with him quite yet until it was after after I had been following Steph's art uh, artsy uh, artsy Steph art page, um, and I, I knew Steph kind of as an acquaintance from. I was gonna say uh, yeah, a it, was, it was a friend of a friend. Yeah, we we met yeah. through mutual friends online. Yeah, and we're we're in like a few different groups together. Like we're in uh, the Geek Devotions community. We're both friends of Andrew's Wide World of Gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we already kind of had some loose connections. And so I was following her art page, and I just it just kind of had a a moment of wait a minute. And I thought thought about that <laughs> character, and I was just looking at her art style, and I I I was. I was just so curious. I felt like her art style seems like it would be perfect for this kind of character. And so I actually just messaged her. I was just like, Hey, hypothetically, (laughs) do do you think you could draw this character for me? And 
with a pretty base description, she basically pulled the exact image out of my head and put it to the screen. And I, I knew from there, yes, this is exactly what I was looking for. This would be perfect. I've got to do something with this character. This first draft was like extra fluffy at first too. So we kind of yeah. slimmed him a little bit. He was super fluffy at first. Fluff bear. <laughs> yeah. And, and, it, and it was really cool because like, it was actually that connection that inspired me to write this story in the first place. Cause I already kind of had this character in mind, um, this theme of encouragement, but it wasn't really until I saw uh, Steph's, drawing of the character that I really had that moment of, I actually need to write a story with this. And so it was over the course of a week that I hammered out the first draft of that and sent it to her to look over. And that that's kind of how our starting point was for this project. See, this is my first time hearing that part because I thought that you already had the the drafts and everything already. I didn't realize that my art helped you so much. I'm so happy. (laughs) I had no idea. You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Geek Devotions exclusive. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's that's really neat. Um, Like I said, I've I've read the book a couple of times to my son. one of the the characters I especially connected with was actually the very first one, the little girl who's trying to draw. Oh, yeah. Kimberly. Uh, cause yeah. Cause as I said, I've, you know, I, I try to dabble a little bit in, um, in writing and in art a little, a little bit when I can, but, uh, the interaction that, that bun bear has with the little girl actually reminded me a lot of, uh, one of the comic cons I went to Dallas who, you know, pretty much everyone on this channel knows, Dallas and, mm-hmm. and all that he does and the ministries that he does. But uh, he introduced me to a, a comic book artist named Roland Paris, who uh, he's done work for Marvel and, and a lot of other stuff. Uh, Louisiana native, uh, great, great guy. And uh, he usually comes up for, to the comic con here in Shreveport a lot, but um I had never shown my artwork to any of the big comic book artists because I thought I would bring it to them and they would be like, this is crap. Do you even know how to draw? Come on, man. Because you hear these horror stories, right? There's always that. And, uh, There's always that in the back of your head whenever you make something. Right. And uh, But he was actually encouraging. Now, he didn't say, oh, yeah, you're perfect. You've, you know, you're ready to go. Make a, go make a comic book. I mean, he had a lot of critiques and a lot of things that I could do better. But he approached it as you're on your way, you're growing. This is the next direction you need to go in to grow. And seeing the way Bun Bear interacted with Kimberly about the, yeah, that picture is pretty bad. You're not you're not good at drawing yet, but mm-hmm. keep trying. And it just it, it reminded me of that interaction with him about how he's like. You know, you're not up to, you're not ready to draw a book yet, but here are some things that you could do and gave me some real action steps. So, so for me personally, I I connected with Kimberly a lot, but, uh, what, what are some of the, I guess what led to some of the ideas of the other characters, like the kid that was building the rocket and (laughs) the, the, the singer solo artist, like what was the inspiration for those? Well, the the diff- the different characters um i kind of put a little of myself into each of them 
Um, as well as I just wanted to, I wanted to give some representation to other people, other friends of mine. For example, I have plenty of friends that draw, um, that, that really kind of beat down on themselves. They don't think they're near as good as they actually are. And so it's just kind of, for a lot of artists, there's that problem of, of just having confidence in. If you mess up one detail, then can you really call yourself an artist? It's just like, I I, I have this one friend who does like comic book style superhero drawings. His name is Mark. He's awesome. And he's always just like, oh yeah, here's a quick sketch. It's not my best work. And it's just like, (laughs) I'd buy a book of that. I've seen so many artists do that. Like they say, Oh, I made this doodle, you know, in 10 minutes, it's like a masterpiece. I'm like, I cannot make the doodle in two hours. (laughs) Yeah. Like that amazes me. And, and so it's just like for, for that one, I, I just kind of, I, I kind of put a little of myself, but so many of my friends in there that I, I just see kind of beating down on themselves unnecessarily for this skill that may not be perfect yet but they're constantly developing it and getting better and better at it and already way more amazing than they realize. Mm -hmm. Um, With Isaiah, who was building the rocket, that was, uh, that was also a little bit of myself and him. Um, the, The inspiration for him was really just kind of when you have that passion for something that you have absolute confidence in there. And like Isaiah is absolutely the most confident of, of Bun Bear's friends, but he, he just keeps making mistakes and he's wondering why nothing's working. And so mm-hmm. like his, with his lesson, basically he's having to learn to try new things, adapt to a- a- adapt to his mistakes and, really, really learn to overcome obstacles by thinking outside the box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this marks for enthusiasm, but you have to know what you're doing to, you know, kind of tweak things and be willing to kind of recalibrate exactly. if needed. You have to and be then, willing to grow. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. And, and then it was actually Lauren that I, I really put the most of myself into because she's this shy choir girl really nervous about her solo. This was when I wrote this, I was actually getting ready for a solo of my own. Um, I identified with her a lot too. (laughs) A lot. And and so I, I basically just kind of wrote my own experience. I was having at that time that, you know, I know that I am good at this. I know that, everyone else thinks I am good at it too. Hence why I was chosen for this solo. Hence why Lauren was chosen for that solo. But there's still just that fear of what if I mess up? And I did mess up in that solo that I was getting ready for at that time. Mm -hmm. And it was very noticeable to me, but people still enjoyed it. And you have no idea probably if other people noticed it, they might not have noticed it at all. (laughs) Exactly. I found out afterwards how few people noticed it because they were just enjoying Mm -hmm. the music. And so I really identify the most with Lauren because she had the talent. She had made the progress. 
she just had that 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 stage fright, that fear that Bunbear encouraged her to help her overcome. And I've I've had a lot of friends that have really encouraged me to really kind of step out of my comfort zone and do things that I didn't think I could do. Right. Yeah. Some of the, uh, the writer groups I'm a part of, a lot of them talk about something called imposter syndrome. It's, oh yes. Yes. I've heard about that a lot. Yes. Very successful, uh, as a writer, they've published works and they're successful. People are buying their stuff or as an artist, they've sold pieces. Uh, you know, people are getting commissioning them to do their artwork. They are, living the dream they are doing what they wanted to do but there's still this catch of well you're not really one you know you just yeah. you just have to be at the right place good. at the right time yeah exactly. exactly they don't think they have like the actual talent to back it up right and, and, and a lot of times those those groups become support groups for situations just like that of right. you know, get out of your own head for a second mm-hmm. look at what you were doing you you have a published book you are selling your artwork. People are, are paying you to do what you love. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, I, I see a lot of that in, in that character that, yeah. that, uh, yeah. well, obviously I've got the skill because people are recognizing it, but I'm not really, really good. Am I? Yeah. You know? yeah. I, was kind of, I tried to kind of show that in her, like she's, she's very close. Like you can see, like, she's like, she's just like sucked in on herself kind of, mm-hmm. you know, just mess. Cause I was that little kid too. Like I, I've done solos and choir and stuff and, you know, kind of, kind of that same, like, you know, I'm not really that good. I mean, I'm singing, but you, you just, you're scared, but like her messing with her hair and all the nervousness, you know, right. show that. Yeah. And I, it's, it's, it's convenient that you bring up imposter syndrome because that, that is something that I I have dealt with. Mm -hmm. And like, even, even though I'm not like a super mega successful author or anything, I have kind of struggled with just like that. Am I really that as good as people keep telling me I am? Because it's Mm -hmm. it's like, it's one thing to get to share something I've created but like, I very much feel a lot of the time, maybe I was just in the right place at the right time. And I just got lucky because it was a friend of mine who published my book. And I'm just like subtly thinking to myself, what if he was just being nice? Or what if people are just saying that just to not hurt my feelings? But right. the, the, the greatest moments have been when I've actually gotten to see someone's kid reading my book and genuinely enjoying it and getting to see that joy on their face for something I've created that all that self doubt and, and worry fades away. And I just get sucked into that moment and realize I legitimately just had a positive impact on someone's childhood. Yeah. You were saying that earlier. I, I I hadn't thought about it before. Like you were saying, oh, you know, now that you've helped make this book, you're you're gonna possibly be a story in someone's childhood, and that just like dumbfounded me. I was like, oh my gosh, because I remember some of the little you know books I grew up with, things like you know the corduroy and. Uh, mm-hmm. what's another one like spin. oh gosh you're tugging on my the, heartstrings my little boy <laughs> looks, looks corduroy the in pokey his room puppy right now. and just what's another one you know like the the bernstein bear you know just little things that oh, yeah. maybe people don't think of as absolute oh, yeah. literary classics but harry the dirty you dog. loved them <laughs> harry the dirty dog <laughs> 
Oh my yeah. gosh. I had weird ones though. Like, cause I'm uh, from Arizona. And so they had like the three javelinas, Stella Luna's one about like bats. So they were, they were weird Arizona specific oh, ones. Stella Luna, I love that. Oh, you, this wasn't that so mm. cute. Oh my gosh. See, it I still was. remember them and I'm 31. So they're really, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. All right, guys, we are going to take a short commercial break. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about Bun Bear. In a world where live action movies reign supreme, two awesome dudes are keeping things animated. If you want to hear a couple of animation nerds gush about the movies they love, then hop, run, or fly on over to The Cellcast. Available on most podcast platforms. Welcome back to Bees Views and Reviews, where we are talking with A.C. Peckham and Stephanie Russell, the author and artist behind the new book, Bun Bear Believes in You. Now, I wanted to take a little bit of time, uh, Stephanie, to talk to you about your art style. Uh, I, I, As I'm looking at it, I get little bitty hints of maybe a little bit of anime in there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, is is this I, is I this indicative of what like you normally Disney. do of of your style or have you dabbled in anything else? Yes. Um I well when I first started it was more anime um when I was in my like teenish years. I've kind of liked getting a little mixture of cartoon, you know, kind of classic cartoon, classic um you know, thick line, very very uh, simplistic kind of but mm-hmm. I really liked anime's use of extreme expressions. Mm-hmm. So like, and so you see that a lot in Bun Bear, like, you know, there's, you'll see an anime moment where like something drops and they just stare at it and they go, Oh, you know, just those kind of like beats. I, I, I enjoy those. <laughs> cool. Now you said you had a, a degree in painting as well. I do. Uh, or, yes. Yeah. So is that like, you do still life? Do you do? I don't know enough about painting to ask an intelligent <laughs> question about painting. That's but. okay. <laughs> um, well, I went for um, what's it called? Oil, what's it called? I went for oil painting, like classical portrait painting, as my major. But the good mm. thing is, it was really um, kind of filled out with watercolor, acrylics. Um, some use in like, you know, um, different use of graphite and stuff. Mostly I like watercolor because it gives you that kind of storybook whimsical kind of feel. So yeah, I've, you know, I've, I've Mm -hmm. sold a few pieces here and there, but I think most of the time now I usually do digital art because there are a lot of great programs that can make um, the digital art look really painterly look like, brush strokes look like, mm-hmm. you know, actual watercolor. So. Right. Uh, for Christmas two years ago, my wife bought me a, uh, a book that says how to draw art for video games. Ooh. And she, she bought it just because uh, video games are kind of the theme of for Christmas that year. A lot of the gifts for our boys had to do with video games. So just ah. on a whim, she bought it. And as I was looking into it, it uses video games as the framework, but it actually teaches you drawing from the classics. 
like oh, wow. the, yeah like like uh da vinci and and that kind of thing all these classic artists uh it uses them to teach you about form and, and shading and, and using shapes and that kind of thing uh do you find that your knowledge and and, and she, she bought that just on a whim but i found that i my artwork tends to go more comic booky yes yeah, uh, but but i found that that Learning those things, learning how to draw for a video game, which is based on the classics, actually mm-hmm. greatly improved uh, my comic book art. The funny Do you thing find is, that your knowledge from what you learned in painting kind of spills over into some of your other artwork? It does. I was just going to say that because um, this is kind of unrelated, but it is related. <laughs> if you look at some of the concept art for certain video <laughs> games, things like Castlevania, that sort of thing a lot of their artwork is like Mm -hmm. professional big giant watercolors. And it's like, Oh my gosh. So a lot of, I do feel like a lot of traditional media does spill into a good video game. You know, even if it isn't necessarily able to look exactly like that currently it can eventually, but it does tend to help a lot. Like I had a, um, I had a figure drawing class and after taking it, I just on a whim decided to draw, you know, a little thing of, of Zelda. And that little sketch was the best Zelda drawing I'd ever done. Like, I'm not a huge Legend of Zelda fan, but, you know, I, I enjoy some of it. And I was like, oh, this actually looks really good. So the, the you know. It's okay. We'll forgive you for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not big fantasy. I'm more more sci-fi. That that tends to be more, oh, my, okay. more my realm. But, um, yeah, the the classical or more root art things really helped with the fun art. <laughs> if you call it that. Cool. All right. Well, this is going to kind of be directed towards both of you. Um, how does your faith work into your work? You kind of touched on where it came from for, for bun bear, but just in your work in general, like, um, and this is a question I ask a lot of my artists, you know, if some of them, they set out to, achieve a certain mission with their work. And some of them, it's just a kind of a general overlay of the work that they do. So how does, how does your faith work into for AC, your, your books, and then for Stephanie, your artwork, how does that play out in, in what you produce? You want to answer first? Aaron? For me, when I create something, I want it to, I want it to reflect my faith in a way that, this is not just some silly thing that you just look at, laugh at, and throw away. I want this to be something that has a deep impact, and I, w- I want it to be able to plant these seeds of what's really important. Um, though, though none of my stories so far have had explicitly Christian themes in them, they have contained very clear themes of kindness, encouragement, um, teamwork, sharing things that, that are important to the Christian belief that though not all of my audience are Christians, I want to be able to share with them these values that I can, that I can help instill in their children um, because I, I want this to have a positive impact on their lives and 
I, I feel like God gave me this gift so that I could use it to help people rather mm-hmm. than just to write something just to consume. Right. Art with a purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And, and especially with children's literature, um, I'm handling a very delicate minded audience mm-hmm. who whose minds and values are still being shaped. And so I want to be gentle and, and I, I want to be gentle with that and instill in them these simple yet greatly important lessons that they can carry with them as they grow older. As far as Steph, you got the oh, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I apologize. I tend to be an interrupter. I don't mean to. It's ADHD thing. Um, no, as, you're good. You're good. <laughs> as far as my own work, um, kind of like Aaron, it doesn't tend to always be um, like overtly Christian. Um, like it is obviously cause I'm Christian, but it's not right. like specifically, you know, Christian iconography. That's where they, um, in the actual, uh, art, but with me, a lot of times my art tended to be autobiographical. Um, and you know, I would tell people straight out like, Oh, you know, I had a good time with God today and make co- comic like, about that. Like for me, it was showing that being Christian, uh, believing in Christ, you know, having that faith walk is just who I am. It's just mm-hmm. a normal thing. It's not, you know, something to be, you know, oogled at or, or, you know, someone to be offended by. It's just who I am. So, so it's just, you know, part of my life. And that's what I would try to uh, make very clear and not necessarily push it in people's face. You know, a lot of times I'll do art about geeky things. Like yesterday I did some fan art of like um, Nintendo characters for one of those little yeah, draw the six fan arts. I saw that in Devoted Geek Life. I was yeah, like, exactly. oh yeah, it's Mario Day. <laughs> exactly. It's just stuff like that. So, you know, but I make it, you know, just cool. the right, fact well, I'm kind of that playing I'm a Christian with the, artist. I'm kind yeah. of playing a leapfrog with the questions here, but I, I want to jump ahead to this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, obviously the, the book is designed to be a children's book, mm-hmm. but like I said, I've, I've read it to my boys twice now as a, as a bedtime story. And I, I got to admit now I, you know, no one ever accused me of not being sensitive. So <laughs> I, I'll go out and say that, but, but I, I will say that by the time I get to the end of the book, I, I really want to, uh, I really wish that Bun Bear were like an actual person because I'm like, I want a hug from a giant right? half <laughs> bunny, half bear, <laughs> you know? So even yeah. though it's, it's a book written for children, the, the encouragement that is in the story, I think is something that even adults can connect with. So in the process of, of creating Bun Bear and writing the book, I know I said you you said you kind of had it geared towards children, but is this something that you think other audiences would benefit from? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I agree. I have. Yeah. I have a couple of like, friends. Specifically. I, I mostly geared this towards children. Yeah. It's mostly geared towards children, but I've honestly seen it quite enjoyed by even adults. 
my mom was having a bad day and I read her one of my stories and it helped. Oh, that's awesome. It it's awesome because for me the point of a story is not necessarily to make it appropriate for a specific audience cuz I'd see a lot of artists do that nowadays where they're tar- they're they're targeting content-wise a specific audience like a lot of movies you'll see nowadays are rated R specifically geared towards audiences based solely on the fact that it's rated R like they yeah. go out of their right. way to add this violent explicit gory content Beauty for the sake that of in no way benefits the story or adds or even subtracts anything it's just there for no reason mm-hmm. at all right and i feel like we often see a lot of children's literature that is in the same way kind of dumbed down super sim- super overly simplistic i guess yeah um taking a story that can and should be for everyone. And it's just told in such a way where sometimes it just kind of comes across as baby talk. Right. So with, with my stories, I wanted to tell them in a simple way. Um, but in a way that is understandable, relatable and enjoyable for all ages, because while yes, this is this uh, Bunbear is a children's book. That does not mean the story and the message is only for kids. You're you're absolutely singing my song right here. The, the, <laughs> the whole reason, and, and I've I've shared this story before, and, and the people who listen to the show are going to get tired of hearing it. But the whole reason B's views and reviews exists is because I was having a conversation with Dallas about how you know I hate that as a dad. I've got two sons who are into comics like I am. You know, they like Spider-Man and Batman and those kinds of things. And I love taking them to the comic book store we have here in Shreveport. But every time we go, there, there are just certain titles in certain sections where we're like, you know, that shadowy place. I feel like Mufasa sitting on pride rock, that shadowy (laughs) place. We don't go over there. Right. You know, there are just certain titles. I'm like, I get that it's a comic book, but you can't read it. Or I get that Batman is on the front cover, but that's not a Batman story you can read. Yeah. yeah. You know, that happens and, a And the frustration I have that this idea, like you said, that, well, if we want adults to be attracted to it, then we have to put in this gratuitous stuff. We've got to put in the language, the sex, the violence to make it obvious that it's for adults. When, I mean, I think back to Batman, the animated series. Oh yeah, that was the best. That was a a cartoon. It was a cartoon for kids, but it dealt with some deep, deep themes. It dealt Mm -hmm. with grief. It dealt with loss. It dealt with uh, being weary of uh, of doing good. It dealt with uh, chances at redemption. Uh, I remember distinctly. There's one episode where uh, the whole episode is. Batman uh, basically following this mob boss around because the mob boss is trying to find his son. And the whole story is the redemption of the mob boss. By the end of it, the mob boss is turning himself in and trying to lead a better life. Yeah. You know, And that's stuff that even adults can connect with, but it's a show for kids. And um, 
And I told Dallas, I was like, you know, I know there are people out there who are making things like this, but they're not mainstream. They're not what's on the shelves. And I want to draw attention to them and give them a place to, to share their stuff. And, that is the coolest. You know, and, and I've been able to do that w- with mm-hmm. this show. I've been able to find people who have things that I find enjoyable. I find entertaining. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm third of every years old. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I thoroughly enjoy it. But when my boys come up and say, well, dad, can I read that too? I don't have to hide it away. I don't have to cover it yeah. up. I can say, sure, sit down that. right here and we can read the book can together. Mm-hmm. So th- y'all just talking about that. It, it, it's tugging on some heartstrings. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, all right. Now, uh, AC, you had mentioned before that you had some other works besides Bun Bear. Uh, what are those? Tell us a little bit about those. So I currently have two other books. Um, my very first book that I published is John the Cyber Llama. That was illustrated by my friend M.E. Elroy, who that's a fun story about a half robot, half llama who lives in a world where robots and llamas don't get along. But he goes out of his way to show kindness to everyone he meets, show everyone that you don't have to hate other people because they're different. Um, And then my second book, The Tallest Giraffe, also illustrated by Mr. Elroy, um, is about using your different strengths to help others reach things that they can't reach on their own, that you can't reach on your own, and just kind of using your different strengths for the good of each other. And I announced it earlier this year. I am actually, uh, Mr. Elroy and I are actually working on the sequel to John the Cyber Llama, so you can stay tuned for that as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, great. Great. All right, Stephanie, what, have you done anything besides Bun Bear that, that people can invest in? Did we lose you? You still there? Sorry, was that a question for me? Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I apologize. The, the um, sound kind of went out from me for a second. Can you repeat the question? Oh, okay. Um, you, do you have anything outside of Bun Bear that you've done that people can, can find and invest in? Um, I currently do not have any other um, illustration projects that I've done. Uh, working with Aaron Bunbear was actually my very first ever. So this has been the coolest thing in oh, the world. Oh, wow. Awesome. I know. <laughs> it's so cool. I was, believe me, I was not expecting that. Thank you. So, uh, you know, I'm definitely open to more illustration uh, projects for sure. Other than I that, highly <laughs> recommend her. She is literally fantastic. Oh, thank you. The only other stuff I've done really has like, I've helped a couple of friends with their Twitch channels. Like uh, Aaron had been uh, mentioning our friend, uh, Andrew's wild world of gaming. I got to do his channel art and, you know, the emojis and that sort of thing. I've done little art projects here and there, but it's mostly just, you know, freelance and online stuff for the moment. And obviously bun bear. Cool. Awesome. Well, that's exciting um, that, that, that this is your inaugural inaugural project. Well, not project. Uh, I know. It's so cool. <laughs> you know, I'm normally better at words than this. Work. I know. There you go. Sorry. Thank you, AC. I Leave so it to the author to know exactly what to say. <laughs> Illustrator. Well, makes me giddy. I can put that on my resume. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> awesome. Well, for people who might be hunting illustrators or authors, where can people find you on social media? 
I will let Aaron go first on that. So I have an author page on Facebook. I am not currently on any other social media platforms, um, but that's my main place. You can find me and you can also find stuff about my books on my publisher's page, Irony Bros Publishing. Um, and you can also find them on Instagram. Nice. Cool. All right, Stephanie, where can we find you? I, on the other hand, am on way too many social media platforms. <laughs> I, um, if you, it's very strange for some reason, someone else hasn't taken this name before, but um, if you Google artsy Steph, that's a R T S I E S T E P H. You will find me. It, I have, you know, Twitter. I have a um, Instagram account for my art um, it's artsy stuff art, I believe. Um, same thing with Facebook and, you know, I'll, you can see a lot of my artwork there. I'm always posting, you know, a comic or a, a sketch or a doodle. I was going to say, you've seen my stuff on, uh, on geek devotion. So I post there yeah. once in a while too. So awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, if you are looking to get your copy of Bun Bear Believes in You, remember Bun Bear Believes in You is written by AC Pickham and illustrated by Stephanie Russell. You can get your copy at Amazon or Barnes & Noble. They're available in both of those places. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Be sure to follow Geek Devotions on all our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the whole thing. Also, be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast catchers and leave reviews. We like to hear feedback. We'll see you next time. Until then, stay devoted, peace, and love. Peace.